so I had to take a break from social media and, and attempting to do any of this sort of work that I'm engaged in because I realized that what I was attempting to do was not necessarily the thing that I wanted to do. Um, becoming a TikTok, a YouTuber or a TikTok influencer, that's not my goal. And I think it's pretty haphazard to believe that we can change anything merely by creating videos and cat videos and, you know, booty shaking videos, which are predominantly proliferating a lot of these, uh, in, uh, these apps and, and, uh, methods of engagement that we have to communicate with each other. Uh, Facebook is considered a tool for old people. Uh, you can't really keep up with all the different apps that come up, right? So I realized in examining how we're communicating on these devices that that's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to sell t-shirts. I'm not trying to, uh, become a, a social, uh, social media influencer. It, it, this is utter nonsense. And it's not going to lead to the kind of change that we need to, uh, uh, instigate in order to save our environment and stop the wars and, and create a new future for, uh, uh, the, 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 the next generations. So what I have been engaging in is a uh, a bit of um so uh what I have been engaged in is is um an attempt to sort of decolonize my my mind um and in so doing I've also looked at the work that I'm trying to accomplish as a decolonizing of uh how we learn geometry and mathematics and number number theory um how we build formulas how we how we engage in understanding our environment and by looking at it as from the stance of uh moving away from greek geometry and eurocentric thinking i realized that there is a plethora of other perspectives that are not eurocentric um, and that could help in creating a, a, an alternative way of looking at our environment, physics, uh, like I said, number theory, mathematics. And this has helped um, my mindset as far as disengaging from this colonial way of thinking, meaning that you have to sort of engage in the economic structure in order to be validated as pertinent to it. So they've commodified every aspect of existence. Everything is for sale. Everything is, 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 has a price tag on it. And this is a very Eurocentric colonial way of thinking. Um, in a very basic way, uh, the indigenous people of this landmass told <laughs> the, co the, the colonists that they can't own the land you can't own the air. You can't murder and, and destroy your environment. You, it is, it is akin to you. 
but that was taken as uh, basic thinking, inferior thinking, and then labeled as uh, dirt-worshipping savagery. Uh, and in my own studies, I had to look at uh, people of this, the indigenous people of this landmass, including you know those of South America and Central America, and and, and see how they actually lived. Uh, doing some research and listening to a couple of the great courses with some professors, white professors, talking about indigenous people, and realized that they too had their own methods of teaching, uh, raising their children. They had their own spiritualities or, or, or ways of thinking about metaphysics. Uh, they had their own uh, versions of mathematics. They had their own geometry and way that they interacted with that geometry and how they produced it. Uh, they had a very robust uh, astronomy, uh, 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 astronomy knowledge. So they were they were mapping the the stars, and it also included incorporating the uh, Milky Way galaxy into a central theme into their uh, creation myths and spirituality. So in trying to find these alternate voices, I came upon. You know, uh, indigenous professors talking about the doctrine of discovery. I listened to the Red Nation podcast and, and, and trying to see from the lens of the indigenous perspective how they view America or how we, how they view the use of our land. And it's like, uh, it's been a refreshing and comforting and, uh, empowering bit of, uh, contemplation for me. Because I've been trying to do the normal thing for the last 30 years of my life since, you know, this is how you're taught. You're, you're entrenched into a white supremacy system that teaches you that, that, that there is a, that is the standard of being, that you must, uh, strive to be accepted within, you know, the halls of their academic structures, the way that they raise their children. Uh, their economic structures, we have to, it's, it's exploitative. You know, you're not, you're not really, a, you're not being a very good entrepreneur if you're not exploiting or in some way destroying your environment and, and, and the, uh, the other, and, and other species and plants and animals and whatever. Um, then, and then if you have an alternative, uh, view on how things should be allocated, how resources should be um, allocated to the, to the general population and, and how we should be treating animals or how we should teach our children, um, how uh, maybe you do not want to accept Christianity or its tenets, uh, that you, it's very hard to find an alternative, alternative viewpoint on that other than those that have been sort of um, co-opted and then tweaked and perverted into like these sort of hippy-dippy fairy you know, kind of um, sticking your head in the sand, kind of uh, spiritual spiritual practices, you know, power of positive thinking, uh, you know, uh, willing things into existence. All the while, you know, none of these things are changing uh, the minds of others to to a to a to a degree that. Uh, we're we're stop, we're combating climate change, inequality, racism, sexism, uh, gender inequality, all these sorts of things. 
So decolonizing my mind has opened up my perspective to the fact that the answers do not have to lie in in my oppressor. And they, they don't have all the answers. In, in fact, because they have instituted the problems, I don't think that they are willing to objectively look at themselves and, and take responsibility for it and change, uh, try to uh, advocate for changing themselves. So when it comes to decolonizing number theory, the a philosophy of number, I've come to some uh, interesting conclusions because I realize that many of the ideas that I have are, are well-founded, have a, have a very good foundational base in starting from the whole and in, in, in incorporating our natural world with us as a, as a part to that whole. And that in these ideas are very broad mechanisms that could, could lead to uh, very interesting creative inventions and practical use. Because that's what I, I really wanted was a, a method for helping people to be invent better or create in a more naturalistic way or with nature in mind and themselves incorporated into that. Because a lot of the colonial methods of looking at number is reflected in their invented inventiveness and their 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 um, their creations. It's very disjointed. It's it's always disconnected. It's always, you know, this, it's, it's, it's like a, an abstraction of separate things, not related to the part, not related, the parts not related to the whole. And so that's where you get a lot of like, uh, a very, um, poorly designed, uh, mechanisms and creations because they, they are incorporating all of the different, uh, very co complex facets of, uh, of nature's way of creating. And in, in, in thinking about that, I realized that, um, well, <laughs> first let me give you an example. So I was really excited about the things that I'm learning and things that I'm creating. So I wanted to sort of like, you know, begin to bounce them off other people and maybe join and build a collective. I, I was trying to start a website so I could tr sort of do that, build a collective of people and ideas so that we could build things, right? Make tangible mechanisms and inventions that could be of benefit to humankind. And there's, you know, I'm a great fan of Buckminster Fuller. I'm avidly studying his work. So I went to this website dedicated to his work that used to be run by his grandson, but no longer is. And they were, th they were throwing a, a, a sort of a zoom online gathering of minds and creators to sort of come up with a, as, as a sharing of ideas i thought of like building a coalition or a collective like sort of how i was envisioning uh uh but it, that was not the case <laughs> i went to this this uh festival gathering whatever is online zoom um gathering and i was severely disappointed because it was infested by uh, corporate entities and including some academic entities that are shilling for corporate corporations. They're literally trying to steal or uh, co-opt people's ideas. They were asking us to, to, to literally 
use their their note taking mechanisms to just spew out like ideas like we're in a, some sort of corporate you know boardroom and we're trying to come up with the next big idea for you know the 15th camera on an iPhone or something and the sort of um uh the light turning on moment for me was when a I think he was a, I think he was a professor, maybe some sort of a scientist or professor, <sighs> said out loud that one of his ideas was, or that an idea that they're mulling around in, in the, these circles, you know, I realized that this was like a co-opted, but like curated circle, think tanks dipping into these sort of like um, uh, beatnik, this sort of beatnik, uh, hippie, uh, free-thinking artists' circles to sort of co-opt ideas from them, you know, because, you know, that's where you can get a lot of interesting ideas in there. So his idea is <laughs> quite amazing. His idea that he relayed to the group was to turn whales into scrubbers, ocean scrubbers, right, to, like, clear up... Hold on. Sorry, there was a little bit of noise, but his idea was to, uh, his idea that he brought to the table, which was, you know, not his only one, but was to turn whales into some sort of like, like cleaners of the ocean, right? To, to, to strap them on with some like, uh, some sort of scrubbers, right? And it's sort of like the vein of all of their ideas is to build, uh, mechanisms that they can monetize and charge like, government agencies or, or build corporations around to clean up the messes that the mess that corporations themselves created uh, and not as a as a, a way for humanity to fix it but for a way for corporations to 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 not only make money but also uh, address climate crises right and it, and it just struck me as a, a horrible uh way of thinking and it, it just kind of permeated the whole uh gathering was it it was just all this corporate think how do we make money trying to fix the problem we created and in so doing subjugate other life forms to fix our problem the problem that humans the problem that humans created uh they were willing they were trying to find mechanisms to to uh use uh, other creatures you know like we use cows for food and and horses and, and, and uh, chickens and you know so another animal could be our subject and I realized that this was a very colonial mindset that instead of thinking of the the whales as their own sovereign entities that they have an existence of their own and they may not want to participate in cleaning up our mess uh, this guy thought it was a brilliant idea and so included in that <laughs> gathering were like I said, there was this, this very blatant mechanism of, of, of open theft, right? Of like them trying to steal ideas from people. Because you could tell that a lot of these people work together, but were sort of pretending that they were here to have some sort of like meeting of the minds and artists with, with, with like-minded artists and stuff. All of their ideas were, were impractical, not very inventive, and not very humane. Uh, and a lot of it, and then a lot of them were pushing NFTs. Right in cryptocurrency, and it was just like it's the same old tired story of 
we need to create more exploitative mechanisms to shore ourselves up as these sort of the, the power positions, and then we'll trickle down some solutions to you, to you lowly uh, peasants, you know, the 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 the, the, the normal plebes. And I and I I was taken aback because this is this is a it's a institute for Buckminster Fuller, and I was like he would be rolling over in his grave. He he would he would probably walk out of the room surrounded by people like this. And so I was just very dis, dis, disheartened. But it made me realize that uh, I needed to make a mechanism of my own. That there, I need to take the charge of how I envision. Uh, the creative act and the invented the uh, the act of invention, and uh, in so doing, I also realized that the, uh, the computers we use, the social applications we use, including like Uber, you know, uh, uh, Facebook, Google, these are all the mechanisms of a colonial institution. Right, they they hold the levers to our communication, so they can shut it off. They they hold the levers to our energy; they can shut it off. They hold the power to what I consider um, resource commons that should be should belong to humanity. Humanity should own the internet. Should own, not even own. <laughs> I say this is, these are the mechanisms I'm trying to get out of my mind: ownership, property, domineering. This is all colonial thinking. I'm trying to get back to the indigenous roots, uh, the indigenous roots, which is, I'm not, I'm only, you know, I'm not saying I'm indigenous. I'm saying I, there's something very, I feel more akin to that way of thinking. And so thus my work is, uh, the, the book that I'm creating is called The Geometry of Perception because I'm trying to change the way I perceive geometry so that it's not some sort of thing that I feel ownership over, but merely a tool to help, uh, Reflect it from my mind's eye, my relationship to my environment. And it, and it has uh, been quite life changing. So, um, having gone to these other areas of, uh, of uh, conversation, meaning indigenous, um, uh, 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 black centered voices, uh, black centered, uh, uh, um, institutions, and, 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 and I realize that we don't have an institution in that area, meaning indigenous people and black people, and then it, including like poor white people, because it's like they're also being oppressed by this colonial state, that we don't have a mechanism to create how we, to create and invent from our vantage point, from our perspective, a non-domineering, non-ownership, uh, proprietary um, destructive uh, uh, mechanisms. So what I want to do is create an area to open that up for indigenous and people of color and the oppressed, which includes women, the LGBT community, where it's centered around us as a humanity, as, as, as humans in our humanity, rather than from some corporate uh, destitution where if it doesn't make money and it, then it doesn't, it doesn't get made, right? If you can't, if you can't put a meter to it, or you can't charge people exorbitant amounts of money for it, then you don't even try to create it. Uh, and there's many other, there's many mechanisms that I know of that 
could be created, but that would free people from the the uh, the slavery to you know corporate entities. The sun is going to shine for billions of years, and it is producing more than enough energy for um, this planet, and it has for billions of years. Uh, so anyway, the I guess the point is the work I'm engaged in is 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 decolonizing the way we think about invention and number and geometry and making it more palatable to those who wish to engage from that perspective. Thus, the, I call it, thus me calling it the, uh, the, the geometry of perspective because it's very um, hard for people to uh, palate that everything they've been, the, the things they've been taught in school are not the only ways that you can view number or invention or measurement or or uh, creation or invention or uh, physics in general or how to navigate your uh, f uh, metaphysical environment. And so I'm going to try to build something that is first safe from the harms of these these really horrible corporate entities who do not have human beings in mind and that wish to just control the way they think and the way they invent. So um, hopefully, uh, I guess what I'm at really trying to get at is that I hope that if you are like-minded, if you're ready and willing to take a, a, a leap into a new direction and wish to, you know, let the decolonization of all of these different aspects of our life begin where we can just shelve this antiquated idea of, of domineering and, and patriarchy and, and abject oppression that we can build something that's, uh, can sustain and, and, and help hum humanity subsist well into the future. Um, but we'll need to help each other and engage in, in some sort of communal collective, uh, exchange of ideas, one where it's not me trying to exploit you or you trying to exploit me, one where we bu we're building for the next, uh, the, the next three, four, five different generations that are, are going to emerge if we can get there. So look out for, um, a page where I hope that you will help contribute ideas on how to proceed, uh, maybe some, uh, maybe even hearing your voice, uh, monetarily, of course, uh, is appreciated. Uh, but the goal, the ultimate goal is to build tangible, um, inventions, uh, that, that we don't need to reinvent the wheel because many of the things that, that I appreciate and am engaged in is that there are already, we already have all of the inventions that we need to fix these problems. It's just that we're, we're waiting and relying on people who do not want to fix the problem without making a, a, uh, a monetary gain from finding solutions to that. So peace.